Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, uh, this is advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger, and uh, thanks for all your all your nice messages and uh, the good ratings, and I and I appreciate our our, our Patreon folk that are out there. Amanda, uh, she handles the smart end of all of this, as as we as we know. I am the dipshit, and she is not. So she um, has figured out that we have a lot of fans in in Texas. Hey, interesting, very cool. A lot of fans in Oregon. Don't know where the fuck that comes from. Who who's ever been there? That's a joke for those of you who don't know me. That's where I grew up. Today we have a we have a guest, Open Mike Eagle, as he's known, or uh, Mike, as he's. Yeah. I, I love the how sometimes when I'm listed, it's like Matthew parentheses Matt Bronger. Like, oh yeah, that's my that's my nickname. That's, that's my street name. That's the cops a, are after me. That's good. That's a that's a long stretch. So I'm glad you have such a <laughs> unique nickname. It's so unique. They'll never catch you. Oh, too many too many mats. Um, we go back a few years, and uh, we started out. I was I was always a fan of his music. And I suggested we get coffee, and we hit it off, and hey, about that's sound about right. Yeah, do you do that to all the rappers? <laughs> no, you think I sent out a form letter? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the way you told that story, I'm like, the only people who responded you and Two Chains. That's it. <laughs> you man. <laughs> And, and Michael actually do the podcast. <laughs> Michael. Well, Two Chains has his entourage. True story. Uh, a friend of mine saw him at a bowling alley, and he was there with all his friends, and they all had T-shirts that said Two Chains on them. Yeah. Well, that's what bowling teams do. Well, yeah. Okay. You know what? I and that forgive my ignorance. I'm thinking that's just because it's a rap squad. No. Thing. It's a bowling team. This thing. is probably a whole league. Yeah, it probably He's is. Probably playing it against <laughs> playing against the chance the rappers. <laughs> the chance the rappers. And they all have different colored smocks on. <laughs> You know who's lousy at bowling? Who? The little pumps. Oh. Just the pink hair, and they're, they're very small. You can't bowl on Xanax. They can't. <laughs> Just the arm ever. strength isn't there. No. You don't care about winning. And oh. they, they try to bring in the inflatable uh, things, there you too. Because you know, isn't that what Xanax is for life? I've, the inflatable sides? Wow. It's like bumper bowling for <laughs> it's life. It's bumper bowling for life. Wow. No, I did not send out a form letter to rappers. Uh, I like I, that I knew tangent, you, though. I, it was fun. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that quite I, a bit. I, I, I know, I know you, you. Well, he, Mike is also a comedian. Mike also uh, is a multifaceted human being. Uh, you might know him from his TV show on on Comedy Central. Yeah, maybe it'll be on by the time this episode. Is it not? Has it, it hasn't come out yet? <laughs> no. Come on. No. Really? No. I know I'm not up on things. It's called The New Negroes, and it's with our, our good friend. Um, Baron Vaughn, who's also great. And, uh, so anyway, I thought I would have Mike on. Two things I want to bring up about Mike. Um, Mike's uh, Mike's record, you should definitely check out. Please do. Yeah. Which yeah. one Which one would you like to, to promote today? Uh, as always, the most recent one. So okay. Brick, Brick Body Kids Brick Still Body. Daydream is the one that I would love That's to That's great. People. Which is... Uh, would you call it a concept album? Yeah, about, people do, and okay. I can't. I can't debate it with uh, them. about Cabrini Green. No, uh, Robert Taylor. Holmes Robert Taylor. Close. Okay. Okay. Sorry, yeah. I knew it was Chicago. Yeah. You know, Chicago and I, projects. Okay, and uh, it's. I have it. It's fantastic. Uh, you should. You should check it out. Uh, you guys are in his house. I'm going to make and, sure he actually yeah, go, go dig through. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> I, I also love the fact that we're we're friends and like family wise too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we've hung out, your yeah. wife and my wife, and all this jazz. And how your wife basically was the one who was like, do music. Yeah. When you had a, a child, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah. So uh, we had the kid before, and I was still um, I was still doing a day job when mm-hmm. we uh, had the. The kid and I got laid off about a year after the kid was born. Okay, 
And I was at that crossroads where I'm like, okay. Because um, to me, it wasn't a question. Like, clearly, I have to replace <laughs> the income I had as a teacher yeah. immediately yes. for us to continue having uh, a life. Right. Um, but uh, my wife encouraged me to get on the dole. Mm-hmm. And try to make the music thing work because I was doing it the whole time anyway. But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have the um, psychological or time resources to really make it work. Mm-hmm. And now that I had this opportunity to, she was like, "You should just do that because you're miserable doing the other thing." It's so beautiful. It was. Yeah, I really love that. I really yeah. love that. You know, and I think she did. You know, Mike came out of a, a, a group. Uh, or a scene mm-hmm. called Project Blow yeah. uh, that's a, a very, very famous uh, Los Angeles-based scene. If uh, you're into underground things. That's, yes, it's very much. In a, that's uh, um, Everyone knows the, the biggest, most mainstream rapper mm-hmm. that's from there. Of you know, course. Definitely Bus Driver. Yeah, Everybody, absolutely. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, and who could, who could, you know, E-Rule's always topping the charts. I love E-Rule. I do, too. Oh, my God. But you know who doesn't love E-Rule? Everybody who's never heard of him. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Listen Up is like the, the best song Come on, of all time. You have to listen up to listen up. Yes. It's in the damn it's title. It's in the title. Please. So let's let's listen to some, right. some people. I'm ready. Okay. I'm really good at advice. You're go- <laughs> That's why I brought you along. Oh, my God. You waited a long time. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's going to be hard to, hard to go back. Hey, Ding Dong. Uh, this is Damon uh, from Provo. And so I, I, uh, I, I'm an uncle. I have a handful of nieces, and that's a bad way to describe it. It is. Anyway, so I don't necessarily trust their parents to provide them with, like, a good history of 20th century uh, music. Um, And so I have started on their birthday making them a a mixtape, and I've come up against this thing where I'm like, oh, well, like, Jimi Hendrix, there's some good, like, young kid Jimi Hendrix music. (laughs) What? I come up and I'm like, oh, hey, Joe. Oh, hey, Joe. That's uh, it's about killing women. So I like, I want to know where, like, does music or do songs like, uh, like My Sharona or Hey, Joe or like Time of the Season by the Zombies. It's got the creepy, what's your name? Who's your daddy? Is you rich like me? Like, does that still have a place? Like, or they're just going to find it on their own. I've been avoiding it so far. What do you think? Oh, man. I would say that it does have a place, and that place is called college. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and just I think all music takes perspective. Yeah. Because I was laughing how I I took I took piano when I was a little kid, and one of the first songs I learned was "House of the Rising Sun." Mm-hmm. You know, it's a song about a whorehouse. It's a song about where people debase themselves and stuff. And I'm just this little kid. There is house <laughs> in New Orleans. No idea. And I thought it was like to, to me to me songs like that were that and like Hollow Notes Man Eater. I thought she was literally eating men. Me I thought too. she was killing people I was on the very street. Afraid. I thought it's it was a, a scary song. Some movie I, was like, I wasn't allowed to see. Why are you guys doo-wopping about right. this? Whoa, whoa, here she comes. Shouldn't you be more? <laughs> shouldn't you be? Oh, here she comes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You're She'll right. chew you up. Um, they were playing so, down their emotions so much. I, 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 it's it's funny. Like I don't think the kid is really gonna look. There's there's no these days especially. There's no hiding. So much music from these kids right. once they go to school and stuff. I, I think the parents, hopefully, the parents are giving these kids perspective. If you want to give them "Hey Joe" by Jimi Hendrix, then maybe add a little perspective based on what the parents think. What, do, really, what do you think? You're I a really want to know how old these children are. Yeah, 
Are you talking about giving Jimi Hendrix to a five year old? Because it might not, it might not connect. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta have, like you said, you gotta have some context. Yes, some life. Better you know, term. You have to, you have to understand some things. Mm-hmm. And uh, if all you're concerned about is like breakfast cereal and shit, yeah. you might, you might, you might not get Jimmy. Yeah, you and, know? I, and I think it depends on the Jimmy song. True. Too. True. Yeah. Like I, castles made of sand might be a better. That's a nice. Because that's one. a real easy metaphor. Like, even if they don't understand the grander <laughs> implications, it's like you're right. Yeah. At the beach, that is bad when the ocean washes my mm-hmm. sand castle away. Yeah. They they all fall in the sea eventually. Right. That's what the song says. Yeah. You know, they don't have to know that means human life yeah. and existence exactly. itself, exactly. or love, or whatever, or whatever else crumbles yeah. due to the entropy of the universe. They don't have to have <laughs> any idea about that <laughs> at all. So you got to wait and give him time. Mm-hmm. I find with my kid, mm-hmm. uh, we started him on a solid foundation of like MF Doom and Shabazz Palaces and Danny Brown and all of these people. You know who he really likes to listen to right now? <laughs> 21 fucking pilots. <laughs> Just like the rest of the kids in his grade. Sure, sure, you know? sure. Like that's, that music is, is, is... Danny Brown, really? Oh, God, he loves Danny. He does a yeah. Danny Brown impression that will melt your heart. That's amazing. Yeah. Because I mean, Danny Brown is wild like a kid. He is. His voice and is. He connected, and he, exactly. He mm-hmm. connected to that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, he's got the, that, the missing tooth. I, mm-hmm. I maintain that him turning 30 and calling his album old right. was one of the most hardcore. And he called things. his album before that Triple X, which is also 30. Yeah. <laughs> It was anticipatory. Yeah, but mm-hmm. no, no, I, I only know that because on the last song, he actually shouts 30 really loud before he starts rapping. Oh, is that the last right? last song on Triple X, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Good, to, good to know. Yeah. But, but, but what age did you start? Like, what age did you play your, your, your son, Danny Brown? The first song he heard me with Danny Brown on was the song that I did with Danny Brown. Right, so okay. Like, that was like 2011, so he was like three or four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, he okay. had been raised on all of that. Like we mm-hmm. used to show him like YouTube videos of like all the music that mm-hmm. we liked, and he liked that. When he was four, he knew every word to "Scenario" by A Tribe Called Quest. Jesus Christ! And he didn't know what any of those words meant. I want a child so he bad would right mumble now. Mumble them syllables, but look, he's nine now. He doesn't remember any of those words. That of course, he knew just yeah, four years just ago. A, f- a phonetic yes memory that went away. And now he, he doesn't kid. even care about. Of course. He likes Imagine Dragons now. Yeah. You know? I mean, look, the, the thing that drives me crazy is people mythologize, mythologizing. 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 Like that. That's I can't. I can't. I just stroke right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, 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 their, their era of, mm. of, of or, or certain eras of hip hop where it's like, these kids think Biggie and Tupac is garbage. It's like, of course they do. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to do. Exactly. You know, uh, a big baller brand, uh, his son that's that's in Lonzo. The Lonzo is like just like no, it's trash. Nas is trash, and I'm just like, yeah, I disagree with him, but what do I know? Right. I'm twice his age. He's gonna <laughs> like what he likes, you know. Like Boots Riley said, uh, we all think the golden age of hip hop is the hip hop in our high school years. Exactly. And mine was '88 to '92, so I'm right. <laughs> but but you know, <laughs> I mean, but yeah. you know, it, it's it. It, it's interesting that Mine's I just ninety three to ninety six is mine. Oh, that's great too, though. Yeah. When when 
when whenever we as uh, as adults get mad at kids for not liking what we like, it's just like, come on, you know. Yeah. So I think it's cool that you're kind of just delighted by. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. no, he. I, I like. I like to understand what he likes because I've noted that what he likes is mostly based on like sound quality. Oh wow! And which you you can't go back to '93 and mm-hmm. make you know the Jungle Brothers sound like no. <laughs> sound like they have modern mixing. You really can't. You can't. No. So it's like it's very muffled. I totally get it. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. He does an awesome. He has an awesome impression of '80s rap as well. Really, I have to bring I have, I have to bring him around you sometime. Yes, he's full never of met. wonderful rap impressions. Oh, great! Wonderful as a nine year old. He's. Oh. I would love that. It's amazing. That's that's fantastic. So I think hopefully hopefully that helps you out, uh, Ben. And um, yeah, it's just I think it's all about context. And you know, I didn't think it was all that weird. You saying uh, you're an uncle to a bunch of nieces, just as long as that's not slang based. I thought it was strange. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it yeah. came off a little. weird. I have to disagree with you. There. He, you're right. You're right. I mean, he he called himself out. So who yeah. might be like, nah, keep saying that. <laughs> Get drunk at a bar and yell it. Right. My uncle to a bunch of nieces. You're cut <laughs> off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully that gives you some uh, some insight. Thanks for calling, man. Hey, Matt, this is uh, Ben all the way from Texas. Texas. Uh, I just nice. recently moved to college, and as I was moving my moved um, things from my dorm room, or from my house, rather, to my dorm room, my parents found a pipe. That's right, a good old marijuana pipe. And they have no idea I've been smoking for the last three and a half years, and I've made really, really good grades in college. But now they think I'm a piece of shit just because I smoke pot. What should I tell them? Thank you so much, man. Love the podcast. This is another instance in which I need to ask the age of a person because he sounds his his uh, question makes it sound like he's a freshman in college. Yeah, his voice sounds like he's twenty eight. Yeah, <laughs> well, he did he did say he's been smoking for the past three and a half years and made really good grades in college. Right. So did um, he go to another college, or was he just high? Was he <laughs> did all that? Did it, you know when when you're high, a year seems like three years. That's right. It really does. He's in the fourth grade it's, right yeah. now. He just thinks he thinks he's gone through it all. It's too early, man. It's too early yeah, for the pipe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder about how much he's mm. he's smoking. But I don't know. I think to, I think to the topic uh, at hand. And side note, I I remember being in college. I got a bag of shake. It was Oregon shake, so it's good. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. butt anywhere it's a else. Good leafy shake. Yeah. A bag, a bag like you would find in an yeah. 80s drug deal. It was like that size. <laughs> like a small pillow in Holy my suitcase cow. and flew to New York and Whoa. just had it in my room. Wow. And I would just give it away to friends. Holy shit. Yeah, it was so good. Like a guy gave me a 20. It was like, nah, man, you gotta you gotta take some money for that. You know? Damn. And I, after they do these inspections, but they weren't allowed to look in your drawers, mm-hmm. my roommates left a note. Matt, we have to talk. We found their bag, and, and they took it, and they hid it. And I'm like, they're not allowed to look. My civil liberties. And I don't course, understand. Like, so the, the, the dorm people found it? No, no. Possible? My roommates pretended they did. It was like a prank. They oh, that's fucked up. It's this real, really mean. Really scared the shit out of me. These are the people you were getting high. They turned around and treat you like this? Yeah, well, you know, New Yorkers. You know, God they got sick sense it. of humor. Uh, I don't think they necessarily think he's a piece of shit, you know, if, mm-hmm. these, if, these, are, if these parents are anywhere near realistic I mean, you're in college. A friend of mine had a bit about going to a job interview after college, and they said, uh, well, uh, Mr. Keene, uh, Patrick Keene is, is a conference name, we, uh, we do drug test here, so uh, if we drug test you today, would we find marijuana in your system? And he's like, sir, I just got out of college. 
uh, you can find marijuana in my pocket right that's now. Great. That's his line. So it's, I mean, I feel like it's just it's it just comes with the territory. It is, but if your your parents are by definition old because okay. they're your parents, sure, and so they're from a different time where they think different things. But mm. the good thing is, hopefully. It doesn't matter what they think of him very much, <laughs> you know, as he like moves through life. Mm-hmm. Like now he can be less concerned with what mommy and daddy yeah. think of him. You yeah. Know? And and they can uh their views of him can become more sophisticated as he continues to make good grades at whatever he applies himself to. Yeah. I mean I, I think that's the important thing. You, he is making a good point and you as well, that he is transcending the stereotype sure. of the of the of the pothead where you're, you're, you're making good grades. And I, I hope, you know, you're not using uh, weed as like Popeye spinach to uh, oh, help God. you get good grades. That'd be a terrible idea. That would be bad. That's a great way to forget everything you just got through studying. Exactly. If, if you're, in, <laughs> you only take creative writing and philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no math. That's right. No math, no civics. No multiple choice questions. <laughs> only essay. <laughs> only essay. <laughs> Where you can bullshit your way to a passing grade. Mike made a better point than, than, and I don't know whatever I had in mind. I, I I really like what you had to say there because it this really could be an opportunity mm-hmm. for you, and you just should reach out. Don't cut your parents off. Right. Talk to them. Normally, and hopefully they don't cut him off. But if they do, yeah. that kind of tells you something about them. Yeah, it's true. You know, your parent just because they they had sex one time in Major mm-hmm. don't mean they're great people. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a solid point. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I and I mean I just don't think. Pot, pot is one of those things, it's, it's not the biggest deal. It's not. But it can be the most annoying thing. True. You know, it's funny to me that the most accessible ones, alcohol, weed, even coffee, mm-hmm. can be the most annoying. True. If you're around someone who's way too high, way too drunk, way too gacked up on... Way too caffeinated. Yeah, yeah it's just like, oh, God, get away <laughs> from me. So as, as much as... I, I kind of get the people who are... You know, I disagree with them, of course, uh, on balance, but the people that are like, oh, marijuana should just be illegal because I hate being around people that are really, really high. And it's like, okay. I mean, I kind of get that. If you, um, don't want, you don't want that person working at the store when you go in and try to buy stuff and they forget your order as soon as you say it, all that jazz. That's but, true. You, put, you but, shouldn't work on any substance, right? No. Like, well, I mean, I guess coffee. Yeah, but I that's guess, fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I shouldn't have lumped that in there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it, it, I, but uh, overall, it's just, it's not a big deal, you know? <laughs> I so. concur. Yeah. So Problem good, solved. Good luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off your parents. Hey, Matt. Check this out. I'm 37. Just turned 37. And I, I've been working this job I've been at for a long, long time. It sucks. But it's the only thing I've done for the most part of my adult life. Except for, I used to be a rapper. God, no. Like, no, seriously. I was a rapper. Actually, toured the country. Nice work, Amanda. I had kind of a following, but, you know, I like to think that I was a decent lyricist. God. Which, now that I'm saying it, maybe I wasn't because it's coming from me. But, who knows. But, anyways, I don't do that anymore because it's kind of a young man's game. And, like I said, I just turned 37. I feel like I'm getting old. This job, man, this job that I work sucks. But it's the only thing that I think I know how to do anymore. But I want to do something creative. I really, I don't know. Hey, I'm 37 and I don't know what to do with my life. 
What do you think, Matt? Oh, do Jesus. I just suck at life? Did I miss my shot? Did I miss my chance to do something? Am I wasting it right now? Driving this damn truck? Maybe I have no skills. Oh, God. It's thought I thought I had skills. On. I don't know. What's up, Matt? Tell me what the deal is. Oh, is it Thank over? you. Thank you. Oh, Take it away, open Mike Eagle. Wait a minute. What's this person's name? Do, do we, do you don't... People don't give their names. See, this is a problem. Yeah, because there's a there's a seventy eight percent chance that I know this person. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, sure, that's a lot of people I know mm-hmm. in that age range. Yeah, who used to tour around the country and had a following. Yep, and they don't do it anymore. But I didn't get the memo that they don't do it anymore. Right. So yeah, I feel like I need to be careful. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll give you a chance to think, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to dive in a little. Uh, okay. First off, 37 isn't that old. Uh, it's pretty old. I'm it's, 37. It's pretty old. I mean, come on. It's pretty old. No, you're a spring chicken. I'm old, no, man. No, you're not. No, I Dude, am. I'm seven years older than you, that, I'm, and I'm nothing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a baby. When you when rap rapper years <laughs> no, are different. We're both up there. Okay. We're both up there. Yeah. You say you're 37 as a rapper. You might as well be saying you're 60. Mm-hmm. You might as well. Really? Yes. Even just across, I mean, are you talking just in terms of sales, in terms of? I'm talking in terms of having a conversation with another human about what you do for really? a Really? Wow. Okay. Yes, okay. absolutely. Listen, I'm not uh, disagreeing with you, like, at all. I'm just, it's kind of this thing where uh, I just, I assume the same thing, and, and they seem to, you know, to, like, absolutely get younger every year, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like, oh, this this new sensation is 16, and right. uh, he or she is playing uh, Coachella and playing all this stuff, and, and uh, their, their, their song just, you know, uh, two million views on, on YouTube yeah, or whatever man. and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I, I you know, it's funny. That's how it was when, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but not as bad as it is now. Yeah. You know, I, I, think, I think the rappers that I liked when I was growing up they can still tour, right? Because of people my age. Well, the industry but, was different then, mm-hmm. and and yeah. it was such that when you had a, a a record come out then, especially if you were like a national act, right? It was pretty everywhere, yeah. And, and you can live off that mm-hmm. for a while, even if it was just like one strong album. Like, there's more of a possibility of a way to like parlay that into future success. But the other thing about that too is like a lot of the rappers who I listened to when I was like in high school or you know coming up listening to rap, those guys seemed older to me. Yeah, but they were all like twenty four. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's still it's always in a way been a young young man's game. It now, really has. It's a little more weighted towards mm-hmm. that, but you can be a little whoever for like fifteen years. Uh huh. You know, like that still works. Yeah. You know, it's true, and it, it's funny. I remember being thirteen years old and hearing uh, Big Daddy Kane say, "I'm only twenty one and untouched by anyone." Right. And I was like, "Only," <laughs> you know. But it, I mean, it wasn't. It was, but it was like, okay, okay. In the grand scheme of things, that is a young man. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it's like, but you think there's there's Big young Daddy men Kane has and always, there's rappers. He's always looked thirty one. Oh, <laughs> his whole career, he's looked thirty one. Yeah. You yeah, know? he now looks maybe 40. He looks 40 now. Yeah, he's, you know, he it's, 40. he's, yeah, it's. <laughs> but I'm 37. Right. Just like our caller here. Uh-huh. Who is and a you... truck driver. Yes. It sounds But like... he's not happy being a truck driver. I mean, I don't know how you are happy but being a truck driver. But this is the one good thing okay. about being a truck driver. Okay. Uh, he said he wants to be creative. I always find it like, because every now and then, I will find myself wishing 
I had a job that was more like manual labor-esque. Sure. So that I could let my mind float. Yep. And a truck driver is the perfect job for That's that. That's a really good point. To let your mind float. That's so, a really good point. So, like, it seems like he's in the best position to solve his own problem mm-hmm. by having the time to sit there and think about, hmm, what can I do next? You yeah. Because it doesn't take that much of your forethought to drive a truck around. That's completely. very true. Yeah. That's very true. Once you learn all the 27 gears or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, one, of my, one of my favorite things was when the, the Albertsons I lived near, uh, they, uh, they, they went on strike. And, you know, the, the, the truck drivers drive up and they just get out of their trucks at the parking lot because it's union. They're not going to mm. cross the lines. And these poor restaurant managers were having to get in those trucks and back them. Oh, through. no. And the, and the truck driver, and it was quoted in this paper, this article about just about that, just about not even about the strike as much as having to them having to do that. Yeah. And he was and, uh, and the truck driver was like, that's an art form. Man. It is. He's like, you know, you might as well be like, hey, can you paint me uh, <laughs> a, a, a picture that looks like someone's actual face? Oh, my God. That looks like a photograph. Can but, you do that painting? But today, yeah. for, high, for high stakes. <laughs> within w- within <laughs> yeah. the time it would take me to, uh, yeah, to get a truck to this. Oh, yeah. my God. So, there, yeah, there is an art. But I, I, that is a really good point because I was saying to a friend of mine how I like uh, that, that same thing, too, where I kind of – if I do volunteer work and I'm throwing like bu- uh, like just boxes of diapers onto onto a plank onto a truck, you kind of just zone you out. Zone you can out. think about it's, other things. It's really important because there's nothing to figure out about mm-hmm. this, about that, and and, and that's 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 a, a creative wall I run into all the time because I do have a lot of free time. Right. You know, uh, that, that's why I do do volunteer work sometimes, or you know, go to. We all feel like it's like the L.A. New York pastime of just going and sitting in a coffee shop and going, mm-hmm. I'm writing. And you've looked at Twitter like 70,000 right. times, you know, and, and yeah, we've yeah. all done it. So it's, it's you, this, this, this guy has, um, I'm going to give you a quick aside. Okay. And say this, I think that time spent in a coffee shop that feels unproductive is more productive than we give it credit for. Okay. I think that, uh, for people like us who, um, like, you have a house, mm-hmm. and by all means, if you want to, you can sit in it all day and, and scratch your various parts and, and whatever. That's like what it's for. Just, yeah, you know? Sure, yeah. But I think that you get something out of going and sitting and being around people. That's very true. That, that's why I, I know people who, uh, you know, a little better off than me, mm-hmm. who have a house and an office right. that they just go to and, and write in. that's why it's important. And I would like to do that at some point, sure. But yeah, but, but that's I, a good But point. I think even if you have both of those options... Mm-hmm. Sometimes it will still be beneficial as it's long true. as it's not like where you're so famous that it will fuck the experience up. But I do think it's good to yeah. go sit and be around people and mm-hmm. experience what people are like and uh-huh. also experience what yourself is like around people. That's very true. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. That's a really good point. But uh, back to our, our hero. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think, I think you know, my, my suggestion to him would just be like uh, hit record on your phone or whatever yeah. and just let the, let the thoughts flow. And I think you know what I think it's a lot like when you have a headache and you 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 pinch a nerve in your hand and your mind focuses on the pain in your hand rather than in your head and wow. your headache goes away. I think this could be something like that for for him for you sir who called in uh and uh to 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 not focus on what you hate so much which is the driving thing which right. you've been doing for years you probably got it down. Right. So you can you know be you know safety first. Keep it on ten and two, but Absolutely. like you know, like zone out, zone, zone out, and just kind of 
think of what you want to do next that's artistic because to me it sounds like this guy is not like oh I should get back into rap he doesn't sound like he's hungry right. anymore for that right. it sounds like he wants something else so he sounds try- like he wants to work a little smarter mm-hmm. and if and if he's I mean if he did rap he's got a lot of creative inclinations anyway mm-hmm. he just has to figure out a, a different way to focus them absolutely absolutely so you know and I think I think 37 okay still you know maybe a little older for a rapper. A little older. I don't think it's a little older for everyone else, though. Generally yeah, speaking, it depends. Also, you know? it kind of depends on what you look like too. To, to be look, honest, if, I, you, if you look fifty, you want to be. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to work. If you want to be start doing it, being a gymnast, look. I'm just like, <laughs> it's funny. I I go to this. I go to this boxing gym sometimes to work out, and the guy was like calling me Klitschko, and you know, and I'm like, you know, hitting the bag really hard. I I was in a I was in a mood that day. Oh, and he was like, he was throwing. He was running the, the, the through the changes and he was like he was like ow man my, my elbow he's like and he's he's like this fun little french guy in incredible shape uh kind of a, a welterweight guy and he's like he's like a uh, couple sessions with me man i can get you a fight and a bullshit bullshit <laughs> he's just saying that that's delightful but mm, that felt nice to hear good. and and b what's a good age to start professional boxing 44 of course i think it's 44 <laughs> right then let me get my ribs caved in right, no. by a 23 year old assassin Absolutely. don't even do 43 wait until you turn <laughs> let me 44 come severely injured <laughs> and then what happened to you i got real beat up what they jumped you no i I volunteered. <laughs> oh. No. Oh, no. You're right. Um, but oh, hopefully that helps you out, man. Okay, let's let's hear the next one. No midlife crisis. No. That's what that fight sounds like. <laughs> you can use it to cover your head. Maybe. <laughs> Comb it all the way maybe, back. Maybe that's what it's Comb supposed it all the to way happen. Back. We just oh, don't let it happen. That's a good way to fool people. Yeah. Um, now, I, and, and it... It's one of those things that even before I was going to that, uh, to my my uh, haircut lady, my my wife was like, "You come on!" Like she did, I'd see this this hair just coming out, and she'd be like, "Nah." Cut that. <laughs> so I mean, I would say yes. What do you What do you say? With your I, I've never been offered that, but if he had. If my barber had any guidance for me, I would take it. Mm-hmm. I'm more frustrated at his lack of guidance most of the time. Really? Because I come in there with uh, cockamamie, half-cocked ideas, and he's like, well, okay. And, <laughs> and he just does it. <laughs> yeah. I want him to have some input. Okay. And I would gladly take it. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, your eyebrows are neatly trimmed. They, do they, they, yeah, they stay just normal stay like way. that? They, they do? Stay that That's way. nice. Yeah. That's nice. I'm getting, I'm getting the nose hairs now, though. Yes. Getting the nose hairs. I got my nose waxed. Inside of my nose waxed. That sounds very painful. It's, I thought it was going to be brutal. It's not that bad. Did you bleed at all? Nope. That's great. Nothing. I got my ears and my nose. I would sneeze, I feel like, a lot if somebody... It's, they just they put hot wax in there and like a, like a popsicle stick, and they just sit there and talk to you for a while, and they just grab it and pull it out. Yikes. And it sounds insane. It does. And it, it actually but it's, hurts to think about. But I just, okay. It was one of those things I was like... And I, I asked them all your questions and far more before <laughs> I did it. I was like, come on. And be bleeding like I'm gonna look horrible, right? I'm gonna tell you a factoid. Okay, Uh, I heard recently in a barber shop, so I can't tell if this is actually true. (laughs) Sure, that uh, your nose hair apparently you have those same hairs going all the way down your your um, respiratory system. Interesting. And if you smoke, you burn them all the way. Yeah. I knew and that. so it makes it harder for like mucus to come up if to, 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 come to up. hold the mucus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's called cilia, I believe. Yes, that's in your. That you but I guess I didn't realize that was the same thing as what was mm-hmm. in your nose. Well, and like, I didn't realize that hair goes your hair goes all the way into your brain. 
that it goes like it goes it's inside of you and and I learned this actually from Bob Marley who really? was like I was like I'll never cut my hair because it's attached to my brain and it, it had some <laughs> spiritual point and I was like yeah stone yeah, stone dude I you still made kinda, that up I still kind of feel like but that. I looked it up and I was like what it's kind of true That's I mean it's not true. like you don't have like a brain full of hair right. but it it comes down into your skull a little bit wow yeah like into the bone I think so holy shit I think so I don't know how that works at all. Mm-hmm. Bone yeah. hair. And I'm sure someone's listening right now going, that's not true. But, yeah. you know, I, I read it somewhere. But anyway, this, this is advice from a dipshit. So <laughs> grain of salt. All right. Um, okay, so we could either do one more creative question if you want to go a little bit longer. It's like kind of adjacent okay. to, or we. Want to do one more? Or yes, do one more. Let's do one more. Yeah. All right. Okay. One more kind of like situation. Hi, I'm 55. I'm a rapper. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Very, very similar. So that's why it's kind of fun. Okay. Hey, Matt. My name is Dan. I'm uh, 37. Live in Columbus, Ohio. Get the fuck Um, out of here. Yeah, I know. Wow. I'm in a relatively new relationship. Um, With hip-hop? Oh, no. (laughs) That's pretty serious. And um, we're both creative types. Uh, She's a singer, musician. Um, and I'm sort of a musician myself. I produce instrumental music or whatever, but I don't know. I'm not really sure exactly what my audience is or what my niche would be as far as what, uh, my music would accommodate, but, um, I'm also really interested in writing and, uh, would like to, you know, I like writing in all different kinds of forms, but would like to write for TV ultimately. So I don't know. We've decided, I think we want to move to LA. So oh, I suppose my, my question would be, um, you know, what advice you would have? Um, maybe what to expect, uh, what to watch out for, what to do once we're there, that what? sort of thing. He's I've already coming? There. Um, no, I think... I spent most of my life in the Midwest, so it's there. probably uh, going to be quite a culture shock. That sounds imminent. Yeah. So just wanted to uh, know... Uh, what you thought about that so i love your work you're always hilarious and uh, yeah really let's blow matt here at the end let's Back blow him real go. good <laughs> thank you matt long live eggly bagel face right on yeah come on lay off dan he makes good points uh no <laughs> um thanks for calling in dan um well there's so much going on there's there. a lot to unpack what i'm concerned with mm-hmm. is that it sounds like he's just like in a bar in columbus right um, making music sometimes, uh-huh. and he likes this girl who also makes music. Right, and now he's going to move to Los Angeles. Yep, and I don't know what for. I don't think he knows what for. Okay, I think it's. I think the, the the thing with Los Angeles, the the good and the bad thing is that people come here to live their dreams, and oftentimes that dream is to make a living off of being creative, and uh, the bad about Los Angeles is because people come to live their dreams yeah. and, it, and it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's a great word it, for it, it. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a great town, uh, and it's a wasteland and it's a great pe- place to meet friends and to, but it, I, it, it's, it's funny back when I was in Chicago, I did a couple things. I was an actor. I did improv. I did stand up. Smoked I, a little crack. Smoked a little crack. You know, as you do. Uh, <laughs> <Lesson>. <laughs> and, 
And, and, and I dabbled in music too. And uh, one of my closest friends was like, uh, Matt's really good at a lot of stuff, but he needs to focus on one thing. Mm. And it was that thing where I was like, yeah, that's a really good point. And I kind of decided to lean into stand-up. And that, that, that's kind of carried me here, which is good. So, I mean, that, that's my advice to you, Dan. you got to kind of pick a thing. But I, and I think operationally in that, right, like mm-hmm. in terms of real nuts and bolts kind of advice. Right. The thing about stand-up is you can't, you can't just move here and start stand-up. Right, no. You know, like you have to kind of start where you are. And get enough feedback from the world that right. you actually have a fucking future at it before that, you pick all your shit up and move somewhere. That's an even better point. Because I did, uh, one of the smartest things I ever did was move to Chicago first yeah. and get good there right. before I came here. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, I still wasn't great, so, but I was okay. So if you're making and, instrumental music, you should move to the internet first. Right. Yeah. And figure it out there. Uh-huh. And then come to LA. Yeah, it's because I think, you know, and it's not, I don't think it's necessarily Dan's fault. I think that's just kind of the myth we're all fed that, uh, oh, you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta just go and it'll happen there. And the the other myth that I kind of learned that I disregarded, which I think you should disregard, is, is that Oh, before you come to LA, you need to have a, a fully formed spec script and all this mm. stuff to just when people are interested, you can just give them that. And then it's like, no, you can write that while you're here, right? Um, or or whatever your your focus is. But yeah, in terms of doing music, definitely use the internet. Yeah. Uh, and in but in and, and I, what he said about like and maybe I want to write for movies and stuff. I I did he think he meant. Music for movies? No, or? I think he yeah, meant I words. Think, I didn't think that either. I think he meant words think, for other people to say mm-hmm. that only live in his mind right now. Yeah. And that's that's a hell of a leap. And so I would give him that, that same advice that I heard that I kind of disregarded, but because I was stand-up, it was a kind of whatever. Write something while you're there. Right. Work on that. Uh, but I think musically, if he feels like he makes music that can have some sort of audience... He needs to test that out where he is. Right. He needs I agree. to be making stuff, um, maybe recording it, uh, trying to sell it or give it away to people, do shows, like mm-hmm. show that, you know, because music, uh, like, you know, the the I guess where you get ahead in the music industry is in LA or New York, because that's where all like the labels and the industry is. Mm-hmm. But Music happens everywhere. It does, you yeah. know. And if and if you feel like you got some music that can happen, it needs to happen right around you, right? Before you decide mm-hmm. to move to where nobody knows who you are. Yeah, and and it's been said before. I'll say it again: you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Yeah, and if you kind of come out here and everything's half baked, and you get a chance to have uh, an A and R guy or gal see you, or um, you know you want to put the script in front of somebody else, but it's not fully formed. Then you know I, I think I think it's kind of just just work on a thing. I don't think it's dumb to come out to L A before you're ready, but I wouldn't put yourself. I, I think the music idea is the best because because I think at the end at the end of the day it's like this: you can come here if you don't know the basics and how to do a show or get on a show Mm -hmm. that the chances of you even getting to that point where somebody will come see you are slim to none like you can't like you know you can't Uh just like look people up in the phone book or like you know you have to have there has to be some place where you come into contact with the industry and um you know if if you don't have any idea how that goes you can come here and not even have that happen yeah 
you know yeah yeah and 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 the the level of misconception for the for the industry as a whole be it music be it uh uh tv and film is off the charts mm-hmm. because everyone thinks there's a magic door and there's not a magic door uh, everyone thinks they get an agent, it'll get you work. Nope. Mm-mm. You get work, the agent negotiates your rate. Right. That's what it is. Right. Remember being on a bus with a bunch of extras, uh, and we are going to a shoot, and these guys were like, oh, man, I would love to be with CAA. Me too. And it was like, no, not necessarily. Yeah. You know, Not if you don't have an agent or, or representative that cares about you. They, right. You could take the biggest agent in town, biggest in town, whoever he or she is, and they could go walk right into a movie studio and be like, put my client in a movie. They'd be like, the fuck off my lot. <laughs> you know, they don't care. There's right. no, it is the same thing with, you could be like, this is the hottest band. And this person you listen to it and be like, this is trash. Right. You, there, there, there's, there's no, you have to, you know, I, I've given this advice before, but it's, it's like Dan Harmon said, it's, it's like being lost in the woods and, you're, and your mom says, just stay where you are. Stay where you are. And I'm not saying stay in Columbus. I'm saying just get so good they can't ignore you. There you go. That's what it is. And 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 not only just from uh, you know, the props or career energy you can get off of that, but the experience. Yeah, the experience is very important. Yeah, you don't want to come here with no experience. No, <laughs> you do not want to do that. Yeah, that's that's not. You won't. You'll 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 feel you'll feel left out because you are. Yeah. You know. I still feel that way. Yeah, we yeah. all listen. No one. I never, I never feel like the. I am the heart of a thriving community <laughs> right. right now. It's like, yeah, what, I mean, All my friends live in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm. I just, you know, I come here and I just do podcasts. It's the only, you know. Yeah. What else this, is there? This is my friend experience for the week. Great. Right now, it's me, oh, me and lovely. Matt growing down. This is good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. I man. really this appreciate is super it. Fun. Anything else you want uh, that's coming up? This, this is probably going to go in like two weeks. Two weeks from now, uh, the Adult Swim Festival in in LA, October sixth. I think I'm playing. So check that out. Cool. You guys like comedy and a little little music. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's downtown, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. Row DTLA, I think is the place. Yes. Right. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Very cool, man. Um, so uh, our our Patreon is advice at advice from a dipshit. Uh, we're on at advice from a dipshit on Facebook, at dipshit advice on uh, Twitter. Our theme song is made by the great Ben Wise. Thanks to the amazing Amanda, and uh, thanks again to Open Mike Eagle for coming on the show and being an awesome guest. Man. Thank you, appreciate it. So uh, see you around, you dipshit fuckos. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Frogger. For your audio recording fidelity. That's. You're always thinking. I am. I need people like you and Amanda around me. Well, you know, I'm here. Be like, can we turn on the? I kind of don't. I don't the have the engine in this wind tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> for this, before we record this song that we'll, we only get one take for. Mm, don't turn it on. Okay. Are we? Uh, we rolling? <laughs>